Welcome back to the Swim Swam podcast and our 2023 U.S. World Championship Trials coverage. Yesterday, we brought you our event-by-event breakdown and picks for the U.S. Trials on the women's side. Today, we're bringing you our event breakdowns and picks on the men's side. I'm Coleman Hodges. I'm joined by Yin Yin Lee. Let's start with day one. Uh, Conversely from the women, the men's 200 fly is actually, there's actually quite a few contenders, I think, in this one. Um, Yin Yin, give us Give us your lay of the land on the men's 200 fly day one, first event of the meet. I actually don't think there's that many contenders in this meet to me. Um, picking out who's going to pick top, get top two was pretty easy. Um, I have Carson Foster winning and then Gabe Jett getting second. Um, I could see Trent and Julian maybe being in the conversation, but he's just swam really inconsistently recently, just at short course world he wasn't that great at worlds or nationals as well and i think both carson and jet have just looked a lot stronger and then i could see i don't really see luke doing anything here because he's been out of the water out of competition for so long and he was at that sun devil meet but didn't really do much there. i just don't think he's gonna have enough time to recover and come back I think I I have the same two picks. I have Carson and Gabe, but I do think there are a few more people that could that have legitimate shots. I think there's the Louisville duo of Zach Harding and Nick Albiero, um, who have both been 156 in March, uh, and I think both have great back halves. And if someone has an off race, I think they both have the potential to run people down. Um, especially someone like a Trent Julian who is known for taking it out really fast at that same meet in March, Trent Julian was one fifty five seven, and chase Kalish was one fifty six Oh, that was a crazy fast meet. You had five guys under one fifty seven in the two fly. That was the at, Fort Lauderdale meet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That mean was really fast. It was. And uh, Ilya Karun won that yeah. with 154, yeah, four, which he's representing Canada. So he's not, he's not eligible for um, our trials, obviously, but I, I think any of those guys do have a, a good shot. Um, if Carson decides to swim this, I, I'm really curious to see if he actually swims it at worlds, if he qualifies just because we haven't seen him swim other individual events on an international stage, senior international stage, aside from the IMs. And so adding this third event, you know, it's the, it would be the same event schedule as Leon Marchand. You would have that double, I believe it's the two fly final followed by the 200 IM semifinal yeah, on day yeah. five, uh, day four or five. Like yeah. And so I would be interested to see how Carson reacts to that um, as well. But I think if he decides to swim this on day one, he, he has a great chance of qualifying. I think Gabe Jets had a great season so far. He was 154 low at Nationals last summer. I think it is his time. Yeah, it's definitely going to take 154 mid-ish range to qualify. Well, in the yeah, I mean, I think I think this is... Perhaps the deepest the men's 200 fly, the U.S. men's 200 fly has ever been, where we've got 
a handful of guys that have been 154 and not just one or two. Um, I'm, I'm pulling up our event preview here just to see some of these guys' lifetime bests. Um, I mean, so you've got Carson, Trenton, Chase, Zach Harding, all have been 154s. Uh, Albiero's been 155. And then, oh, I'm sorry, Gabe, Trenton, Chase, Zach, and Carson. So it's, yeah, five yeah, guys yeah. who have been 154 or better. Yeah, and I remember in 2021, it was only two two people, um, Trenton, Julian, and Zach Harding, who went 154. Like, Gunnar Bentz, he made the Olympics with a 155, and, I, like, that's not happening this year. I sure, I sh- I, I sure hope not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would... If, if we had two guys go 153, I think that would be fairly paramount. I know that's asking a lot. But Carson's been there. If we could get one more guy to dip into that territory, that would be really exciting for for the state of the event. Yeah. All right. Hunter (laughs) Free is next. Again, this is going to be a barn burner. Uh, Yin-Yin, I'll let you start on this one. Yeah, so I did the preview for the 100 Free, and I had... Held winning, Brooks Curry getting second, Dressel third... Shane Casas fourth, Hunter Armstrong fifth, and Jack Alexian sixth. And that's a lot to unpack. And the interesting thing is I actually had Dressel lower than third. I actually was considering putting him in fourth or fifth just because I don't see anything that screams at me, oh my god, Dressel's back. Because I'm going to... I'm coming to this me assuming that Dressel's not going to be in the shape that he was in over the last five years when he was America's top freestyler. But then on the other hand, I don't think he's going to be bad enough to not even crack the top six. So I think somewhere around third, fourth, fifth um, is probably a happy medium. And I think that 100 free is the quote unquote worst out of all of his events. So I think... It's going to be where he's the most vulnerable. So I see him not winning, but qualifying on the relay spot. Curry has just looked really solid in season. Held had a, to me, had a breakout last year with his relay splits and the way he stepped up for the country. And I think he has more in sore. Shane Casas had a really good national swim. Um, Hunter Armstrong has also looked really solid in season. He's been 52 multiple times in the 100 back. And I think he's been 40, 48 in the um, 100 free. And he trains freestyle more often than he trains backstroke. So I think that training is going to pay off just like from seeing how he's been swimming in season. And Jack Alexi is just someone that I think has a lot of potential with the f- fact that he's always been a better long course swimmer than short course swimmer, his turns haven't been great. But he went that forty eight six as an eighteen year old trials and he- at trials, and he's just gotten so much better in yards. Like he finished, he went forty point eight in the one hundred free in yards. Has just become one of the best college swimmers, despite being known to be a long course swimmer. And I think that's gonna translate given how good he already is in long course so those are my picks and those are my explanations 
Yeah, I I think those are good picks, and I think it's really hard to give some context. There are eight U.S. men currently who have been 48-8 to 48-7. So they are all within two-tenths yeah. of each other. Eight, like that's a whole entire heat of themselves, and that's not including Brooks Curry, who's been 48-4, who's mm-hmm. number one in the U.S., that's not including Justin Ress, who was a part of this gold medal winning relay at World Champs last year. That's not including Shane Casas, who uh, I believe was in the final last year as well in this event. He didn't swim last year, but he went 48 to nationals, which I think was the third fastest time of 2022. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so fourth fastest, fourth fastest. He, so yeah, so the, I like, there's and that's not including Caleb Dressel. So that mm-hmm. that's like 12 guys right off the bat yeah. that all have a very legitimate shot at mm-hmm. making this team. So it was hard. I'm <clears throat> I'm agreeing with you in your assessment of Caleb, but I think it's going to be a little more I think a little bigger for his hundred free in that I had him outside of my top six. Um, because I think he will, uh, this is under the assumption that he swims at trials. I think it, it always takes him a little bit to get into meets. I think the hundred free is his weakest event. I think he'll have a decent hundred freestyle, but I think there will be, there is enough, enough depth in this event where I think there'll be other guys ahead of him. I, I think held and Curry are really safe picks for one and two. And that's what I had held winning and Curry at number two, but it's like, I think they've both looked really good. I think held was having some stability training at ASU now for the, for a couple seasons. I think he'll look to get back um, into that 47 flat start range as well. And then I had uh, Hunter, who's looked great this season. Jack Alexi, who had a great short course season, and I think he can actually be better long course. Um, and then Shane and Matt King as my five and six picks, which I'm I'm shaky about because I think a lot of different things can happen. But yeah, I do think Caleb will make the team. I think they will put him on a. I I think they'll was- see. <sighs> I was about to say it, and then I was like, will they? I think they will. I think he'll make the team in two other individual events. And then I think they will assess where he's at at training camp. Maybe he does do a prelims relay. I mean, maybe maybe that's a good thing for him mentally. I don't know. You know I don't, we have no idea where he's at, but I, I, I think he swims this relay at Worlds in some capacity. I just, I don't think yeah. he's top six. Yeah, to me, it's more like this guy used to be able to throw down 47s, whatever. And it's just hard to believe for me that one year is all it takes for him to not even finish top six. Because what do you think is going to be sixth place at Charles? Like, what time do you think is going to finish six? All right, so let's look back uh again last year at trials and i think it's worth noting that trials was at the end of april last year so it's a little wonky timing wise this year it's a much more traditional end of june situation justin rest was sixth place last year at 48 3 i think it will be faster than that i i i think 48 2 or 48 1 
will be sixth place. I think Dressel can squeeze in a 48-2 if he's tapered right now. I do. But the, yeah. I'm not doubting it, and it would not surprise me if he gets... I hope he gets top six. I think that'd be great. But just from what from the lack of information we have on him... And just knowing how he moves through, seeing how he's moved through meets in the past, hundred free is always the weakest. Like, and I'm I'm referencing also the 2018 Summer Nationals when he had had yeah. an injury uh, prior to that, and he was out of the water for a bit. You know, he he like snuck in for I think he got sixth or seventh of that meet with around a, I, I want to say 48 six. Um, so we've also looked. We, we've also gotten a glimpse at, at what Dressel looks like when he's not on form. And I think every time he's done a 47 or a 48 low swim, even he's, he's been on. And I just don't think he's going to be on necessarily at the beginning of this meet. I think it's crazy how we've already gone through so many names for this event, but there's also so many other contenders who we haven't even mentioned, like Johnny Kulau. He came out of nowhere this year. He's ranked second in the country. Kai Winkler, um, with his age and his upward trajectory, those are all really, those two are all really interesting um, contenders as well, just because it is, this is kind of what I was talking about with Anna Peplowski yesterday. This is their first time coming to a meet where they they kind of have a shot at making the biggest international team. And that kind of stuff puts a lot of pressure on these swimmers. And will they be able to handle it? Agreed. And I, yeah, for my picks for this, I just went with experience over mm-hmm. naivety, for lack of mm-hmm. a better term, or, or lack of experience. Because we I just haven't seen what Johnny Kulo has done consistently you know i haven't seen what his asu teammate patrick salmon who is that last guy who's been for who's been 48 9 um you know i haven't seen what he's done consistently this season long course or or, you know just in the past and so yeah asu could legitimately put three or four guys on this relay you know like there's a chance of that happening i don't think it will but like if asu doesn't get one guy on this relay I, i would be a little surprised yeah. um, just because I think they have a really stout freestyle group at this point. I mean, and... it's probably going to be held on the relay and that's their ASU guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I, I, I think held, I wasn't even thinking of him when I was <laughs> talking about that, but yeah, I think held's a, a, a very solid lock for this one. Okay. Last event of day one, 1500 freestyle. <laughs> the race is for second i think at this yeah. point unless unless fink yeah. totally lays an egg i think bobby yeah. fink the defending olympic champion and world silver medalist gonna get this one done uh we had charlie clark is the number two pick he qualified last year in this event um he's ranked second in the u.s i don't really see any reason to to think someone is going to dethrone him or, or i don't see a big argument for that at least I think Will I Will Gallant has a chance at getting second, and I actually picked him for second. Um, because he he had a really good national swim last year. He broke fifteen minutes for the first time. Went fourteen fifty seven. 
Um, and then he had a really good swim at NCAs. He won NCAs, broke fourteen thirty, and that was a really big swim for him because I don't think um he's ever been under fourteen thirty before. And Charlie Clark, on the other hand, he had a really good trials last year, but then he added a lot at Worlds. Didn't have the greatest short course Worlds either, so. I think this leaves him pretty vulnerable coming into trials this year. I think someone has Gallon just someone like Gallon just has a lot of momentum right now, and I see him taking the second spot here. I think Will Gallon's a solid pick. I don't think fourteen twenty eight is going to convince me totally that that he's ready to top uh, Charlie Clark, especially when his best time is six seconds off of Charlie's, but. You know, I, it's a mile and it's only one heat. So I do think there's a more possibility for variance in that format. Yeah, I'm just not very confident that Clark is, I mean, Clark is gonna go 14.51 again. Because he went 14.51 at Trials and then he didn't break 15 minutes at Worlds. And then at Short Course Worlds, he'd finish 7th and 8th, which... I feel like as an American in that race, I feel like people expected him to swim faster and he didn't have, he's he's a better long course swimmer than short course, but he didn't have the best NCAA season either. So there's just not much upward stuff trending in his direction. See, for me, that... What you just said, minus the NCAAs, is upward trajectory. Like he, his first international meet for Team USA, he makes the team, and then it's and then he doesn't replicate that swim, which I think is normal. But he gets the experience of going to a World Champs, short course Worlds. He makes the final, which is progress. Like that's that's him growing as an international swimmer. Um, and then you know he adds he adds time or he he gets a lower place in finals, but he gets that final swim under his belt. So to me that says okay he he's growing as an international swimmer. He's going to be a little more prepared for this trials, and he's going to know what it takes to not only make the team, but also hopefully you know make that final in Fukuoka maybe even challenge for a podium spot, although I'm not going that far because that's a really hard podium to make. Yeah, at this point. yeah, yeah. But I'm sticking with Charlie, but I, I hear your argument. <clears throat> All right, day two, 200 free, out of the gate. Once again, a, a loaded field. Um, yeah, Yin Yin, give us your take on this one. Yeah, once again, I did the preview for this event and I had... Drew Kibler winning, Kieran Smith getting second, and then my next few picks, Carson and Luke Hobson as third and fourth, and then my last two were Jake Mitchell and Gabriel Jett. And to me, the top four for this race are pretty obvious. I think Carson, Luke, Kieran, and Drew have it locked up. They're the only swimmers that have been under 146 and they've all looked really good recently or had really good swims last year. And I went with Jake Mitchell because I think he has a lot of momentum right now. 
he dropped two seconds in this race last year. He had a pretty good NCA season at Florida after not really being super good in yards Um, when he was at Michigan. And he's just looked a lot better. He has great closing speed as well in this race. And he's just looked a lot better overall. Um, And then Gabriel Jett, same thing. He... Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he set a best time or was very close to his best time um, this season. He's been 147-4, and I just think he's due for a big drop um, in this event. Like Jake Mitchell, he had a great, probably even better than Mitchell, um, NCAA season. And to me, it's, again, about trajectory. And there's so many people in this race. I think there were like eight or nine guys that were faster than what it took to make Worlds last year. And to me, uh, Mitchell and Jet just have like the biggest upper hand right now. But there's also other swimmers like um, Jake McGahey, Grant House that are also in the conversation. Yeah, I was I was surprised when you had Trenton Julian as eighth, um, especially because he was on this uh, relay last year, and his best is one forty six six. Um, but I think he's split faster than that from, from a swing and he's already, he's been 147 this season. Um, he's definitely in my top six, but for the most part, I agree with you. I think Kibler, um, has looked great this season. He's already been 145 from a flat start. Uh, when I was at Carmel, I don't, I, I think this fall. Um, he seemed, he seemed like he was in a great place. He seemed really happy training there. Um, and so I, I think he's going to win this. I actually have Carson coming in second. I think he's going to have a big two fly on day one. I think if he swims the final of this, he he's going to throw down a big swim. I don't think he'll swim it individually at world championships. Uh, and I've got Luke Hobson coming in third just because he's coming off a great NCAA season as well and has proved that he can translate that to long course, uh, especially in the 200 freestyle. Well, I'm I'm curious to see how his 400 is at this meet, but the 200 freestyle, I definitely think he's going to throw down a big swim. Um, I, have, I have Kieran at fourth, so making the team, but not that individual spot even though he's already been 146.8 this year. I think it's going to be a close race. And then, yeah, for, for fifth and sixth, or sorry, I had Trenton and Gabe at fifth and sixth. Again, I think Gabe's going to have a, a, a breakout meet as well and make it in the two fly as well as this eight free relay. Um, I, I'm not sold on Jake Mitchell as that spot, but I think you're right that it's going to be tight for final spots and it's going to be tight for those top six as well yeah with Carson I wrote in my preview I said that I'm picking Kibler and Smith to go top two just based on track history and based on how they've looked this season but if there's anyone that's going to disrupt that it's Carson for sure yeah which and those were the top three last year at trials Smith was 45-2, Kibler was 45-3, Carson was 45-6, 
And then it dropped off by over a second. Julian was fourth at 6'6", and then Kobe was 6'8", Trey Freeman was 6'9". What do you think it takes to get top six this year? So it was 146.9 last year. I don't think it's going to be a whole lot faster because people add time and stuff like that. But I think maybe 46.7, 46.6, that's probably a good number. That's what I would guess too. I would I would think 145 mid. And I think this is another event that the depth for the U.S. has mm-hmm. has really grown and as we see this event growing worldwide, you know, with uh, with Huang, Sun Wu, with David Popovich, with Tom Dean and Duncan Scott, you know, with people regularly throwing down 144s and faster, like it, now we're actually seeing that depth kind of trickle down. And I think, yeah, I think we'll be 146.5 or top six um, mm-hmm. just just because we got to compete with the world. Yeah. All right. 200 breasts. Well, again, I think this is going to be an interesting one, but I want your yeah. takes because maybe, maybe less interesting than I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, For the 200 breasts, originally I had Matt Fallon uh, making seem, but he broke his back early on and he's looked, he's looked solid. Um, this year he's been to eleven, but I think he's more vulnerable in this race than I thought he would be entering twenty twenty three. I definitely think he's gonna make Paris, but I'm not really sure about this year. But I, I do think Jake Foster gets his first international berth in this event. He's looked really strong. He's been two oh nine three, which is he's the fastest American this year by over a second. Um and then for the second spot, I'm between Nick Fink and Matt Fallon. And I think Nick Fink just comes on top because of his experience, because of how good he's looked everywhere else. I do think he's putting a little bit more focus on the sprints and more than he has in the past. But I think he takes it this year, but Matt Fallon makes it over him in Paris. Mm. So looking at Worlds last year, Fink was 208.8 to qualify um he tied with charlie swanson at trials and then at world champs he was 210 in prelims 209 in semis and 209-0 in finals to get fifth i don't think that's gonna cut the cheese this time around so i am also high on jake foster and i'm i'm gonna I'm going to pull for Matt Fallon. I think, uh, you know, he had that great swim at trials and then he, and then he did not replicate it in, in finals. Um, last year he did not go to trials because he had school conflicts. You know, he, he is coming off of injury, but he's already been two eleven this season. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm high on him. I think, it's 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 his time to have a big swim um and especially because this is just prelims finals i think that plays to his plays to his hand a little bit i i also agree nick fink is more focused on the sprints and i i just think even if he's training for the 200 i think naturally with age his 200 is just not going to be there as much anymore especially as much as those younger guys um and foster's breaststroke has looked incredible lately 
Um, and I think Matt Fallon's going to use is, is going to think Nick Fink and use his patented back half um, to make a big charge and, and touch for second. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just very hesitant with this injury just because I feel like a back injury is a lot. I mean, I've never swam with one, so I don't really know what that's like, but it, it just seems like a lot. Yeah, so I, we'll I, I agree, but like I, mean, I want him to make the team, but I'm just not sure. It seems like he swam fine mm-hmm. in early June. So like two weeks ago, so like I, I feel like if he can throw down a two eleven yeah. in early June, then I, I have yeah. faith. For me, it's like if he throws down a two oh nine, that still means he looks good. But if he he, I feel like he needs to be a two oh eight low or two oh seven at trials. For like, if you told me he went that time, I would be confident that he made the team. But he he's going two oh nine or 208 high, then I can see someone like Nick Fink competing with that. Agreed. And, you know, it took 208.8 to make the team last year. It might not take, it might, 208.8 might make the team this year again, uh, just because, especially compared to the world, this is not one of our deeper events. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 200 back. I don't think there's a lot to discuss here yeah yeah i think ryan ryan and shane yeah um you know carson foster swam this at the tier pro swim at westmont he was 156.9 yeah i don't think he'll swim the tuner free so it's kind of a moot point yeah uh and daniel deal has been 156.5 so he he could be coming. Keaton Jones and Ian Grum were both 157 lows uh, in season. So there have been some swims that's kind of like, okay, all right, all right. But I think if Shane's on, that second spot is, is his for the taking, and mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to touch yeah. Murphy. Yeah. Last year, I would have said that Jack Aikens is up and coming, but he hasn't had the greatest year and i do think the gap between him and shane is still really large so yeah i don't see it happening agreed and the last event of day two is the 50 fly 50 fly i think michael andrew wins michael andrew yeah yeah if since we're so skeptical about dressel and given how close the race between them was last year i think MA win this wins this one just because of how good he is right with the 50s. Agreed. Um Caleb won last year in 2284. Michael yeah, was second was at 2287. Yeah. Um Maxime was third. Maxime Rooney was third, but he he's not yeah. So yeah, I think I yeah. I think it'll be uh Michael. I think Caleb will use this race as a as just kind of getting more reps in. Um, but I don't think anyone, you know, yeah. Mike, I think Michael's focusing on sprints this season. And when he does that, he goes really fast. All right. Day three, starting off with the 400 IM. Is anyone going to touch Carson Foster and Chase Kalish? No. <laughs> so I think that's it. You know, 
We got yeah. you got Bobby Fink, you got Jay Litherland as uh as competitors, but is it am I am I missing anyone who has a legitimate shot? Um Kevin Vargas went four eleven last year, but I don't I don't think he's gonna come close to them. Yeah. Last year I would have said I think Bobby Fink is gonna be up and coming and he could challenge kick chase Kalis this year, but after seeing how Chase is swimming at ASU and what t- the time he went at Worlds last year, 407, I do think that 4am spot is going to be his for a little longer. Yeah, I mean, let's let's not forget last year at Trials. Uh Oh, sorry, this is prelims. I was like, wait, what? This isn't how it ended. Carson one four nine three chase was four ten fifty and bobby fink was four ten fifty seven so he's uh, he does have that closing speed kayla's just got the stellar breaststroke leg so yeah i think it could be a close race but i ultimately also agree carson and chase for the dubs hundred fly lots of intrigue here yeah I think Shane Casas wins this one and Dressel gets second. This is an event where I think Dressel is going to be better in than the 100 free. It's probably the event where he's looked the best in this season with his 52, 52 mid-swim um, at the Atlanta Classic. Um, I don't think he's beating Shane just because Shane has been really, really strong this year, but I think he gets second. And if he doesn't get second, if he has a really bad swim, then... Dare Rose makes it, and I, I, you know, I've been high on Dare Rose since I made those Olympic picks, but yeah, yeah. So Dare has already been fifty one forty seven, so he's. Uh, it seems like he's got a shot, and that was just mm-hmm. last month. I mean, I think Thomas Heilman could also do something pretty big here, but I'm with you. I think. Caleb will be well into his meet at this point and qualify for second. I think Shane looks great. And if he can put it together, you know, if he's already got the two back under his belt, I think he'll have some confidence. And yeah, I think he can absolutely capable of winning this one. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I think there are competitors, but I think Shane and Caleb get the job yeah. done. Yeah. All right. 50 breast. Michael Andrew. 50 breaths. I think Nick Fink, defending world champion. All right. Yeah, I think let's I think see, this is Nick's uh, race. Let's see US rankings. So this season, we got Mike MA has been 26-8. Nick Fink has been 27-1. So they're very close. Tommy Cope has been 27-4. That's interesting. Yes. Um there go ahead i said he's up there yeah so last year ma was 26 2 sorry 26 52 and nick fink was 26 55 so ma got the touch by three one hundredths as an american and u.s open record yeah and then uh, nick broke it at worlds nick was 26 45 at world champs he got the dub. Michael Andrew was 26-7 for the bronze. But I still think MA. All right, then. 
It's going to be close, but I think Nick gets it. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that will be a great race regardless, but I don't think anyone besides those two is going to get it. Uh, 50 backstroke. What are you thinking, Hunter? Indian? I'm thinking Hunter Armstrong. Um, I know Justin, Justin beat him at Worlds, but you don't bet against the world record holder, especially after the season, the in-season swims that he's had this year. Hunter Armstrong has been 24-3 in season. Justin Ress has been 24-4. Oh, that's close. I have Hunter too. But I think I mean I think Justin Ress is primed to have a great meet here as well. I think the 100 back is going to be one of the best races to watch on the men's side. Um just because of you have four like really heavy hitters. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I think Hunter has just looked sensational this season, though. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm with you. Okay, day four. 400 freestyle. 400 free? Uh, I have Kieran and Jake Mitchell. And Kieran, the 400 has always been his event, his bread and butter. Um, He did great at Short Course Worlds. He's won this event for the last two years. And then Jake, it's honestly the same argument that I had uh, for him qualifying in the 200. I just think he's bound for like a redemption swim after last year. And he's been 345 before. He knows how to swim fast when the lights are the brightest. Um, And he's just looked a lot better this year than he was in the past. And he had a great nationals meet. And yeah, I think I think McGay he could get in the conversation as well, but I think Jake out Jake Mitchell outtouches the other Jake M. Um I had Luke Hobson for my second pick. Um after the NC2A season, he had I think he's gonna have a great long course meet. Like I said, I think he'll get third, maybe even second in the tuner freestyle, and I think he'll get second here behind Kieran. But looking at the results from last year at this meet, I did not remember that Kieran won with a 3.46.6. Yeah, then, kind of a slow winning time. That's, a, that's not, yeah, that's not great. Um, I, I guess it's not that bad either, but Kieran's already been 3.48.0 this season. Uh, Jake Mitchell has been 3.49.9. Luke Hobson's been 3.51.0. Seven. Uh, you got a couple. Jake McGahey's been three fifty. Kobe Carroza has also been three fifty, which he just did last month. Um, so yeah, I I think Jake Mitchell's a really solid pick. He's looked good. He he made the Olympics in this event. Um, I think he will have a bounce back meet. Uh, but I think Luke Hobson's gonna gonna ride his momentum as a buzzword you've been using. Um, and uh, I I I think he gets it, but. Yeah, that should be a good race. I I hope I hope someone goes a three forty five. I would love to see Kieran go three forty five. I think that'd be a great sign. My question about Luke Hobson is, he went his best time three forty nine nine when he went one forty six one in the two hundred free, and this was at U.S. Nationals, and that leads me to believe that in long course. 
he's not as good in the 400 as he is in the 200 and even the 100 in the 100 is best times a 49-1 would I think is better than a 349-9 and you saw with at NCAs he was trending more towards the shorter distances he swam the 100 instead of the mile and I think in long course that's going to be even more prominent I just don't think the 400 is his race in long course as much as it is in short course I agree with you there uh but since then he's also gone 145 in the 200 freestyle long course uh i think he did that at duel in the pool yeah duel in the pool. um and so i i think his 400 has a lot more room to grow and so i'm being optimistic but i agree with you full-heartedly that uh the 200 has been his better event long course up until this point um trending downwards in short course events usually does not it's not super helpful to that 400 meter freestyle yeah even though we saw kieran smith at the end of his career swim 100 free at nc2a's so it's like yeah we'll see um i think luke hobson is still very solidly that mid-distance swimmer and so i think i i think we haven't seen his full potential in the 400 and that's where my head's at but i i agree that your analysis is apt. Yeah, I just don't think 349 from last year where he went his best, one of his best 200 times equates to like suddenly dropping three seconds because I think he's going to have to do that if he makes the team. Agreed. Yeah. But, uh, you know, 407 at NC2As looks pretty good. So, we'll see. All right. 100 breast. I don't, I don't think. Yeah. I think actually think, I actually oh. think, um, well, I think Nick's gonna make it, and I think mm. Josh Matheny is gonna take that second spot because Ma commenters, yeah, yeah, Ma, I think he has enough in him for the fifties, but the one hundred breasts, so what? One hundred might be a little too much for him. I think if now if. There's a time for another breaststroker to suddenly um claim his spot on the international team. The time is now. Because I mean we all saw what happened to him at Worlds last year. He didn't handle didn't handle the double well. Um he didn't do very good at um short course worlds. I don't really know what's going on with him, but he just doesn't I remember Brayden said something about how he doesn't really seem as focused on his swimming right now, and I kind of agree with that. And he has enough raw natural talent to excel at the 50s, but the 100s, when it's an event with a lot of stamina, I don't see him making it, and I think someone else takes his place. And I think that's Mathini. That's interesting. Um, Okay. What do you think Matheny goes? And what do you think Michael goes? So I think to have Matheny make this Michael team? goes around his season best. Um 59 high, 59, maybe a one double O if things are really bad. And I think Matheny Matheny has another drop in him. I think he's gonna go 50, 58 high. Cause he he swam that 
um at U.S. Nationals after having not a good NCAAs. He didn't perform up the expectations at NCAAs um in 2022, but he had a really good NCAAs um this year. He finished fourth in the um 200 breast 150.1, broke 51 for the first time in the 100 breast. Had a really good relay swim, set personal best across the board, and he just looks a lot better. And he's really young. Um, I think he swam that 59 floor as a teenager and he's just yeah he has a lot going for him and I mean I, I just think the 100 is a little long for him it's a gutsy pick I mean <laughs> I think Josh Matheny could have a great he's primed to have a great meet yeah. I do not see Michael Andrew he's already been 59-9 this season I do not see him uh, I agree with your assessment once again. I, I, MA does not seem laser focused on his swimming, which I think is totally fine, by the way. The dude's an Olympic champion. After everything he's been through in his career, he, he's an Olympic champion. And then even not seeming that, fo- I mean, I know you said he didn't handle the double well at Worlds last year. Um, he, he didn't do great in his hundreds. He got ninth in the hunter breast and semis. He won three individual medals at those world yeah, championships. His first world championship individual medals ever. So even, even though like that's progress, that's the first time he ever won a medal individually on a long course stage. And it was three of them still 50s yeah but he's still okay okay sure he went 58 5 at trials last year i i I don't see him having already been 59 this season like messing up his taper that much or doing whatever to where he he can't he doesn't go 58 something and i think that'll be enough to get him second I, I mean, feel that's... like if I say any more, then the commenters are going to come for me for being an MA hater or something like that. But I don't know. I just I just have a feeling. And I, okay. You know, time will tell. Time but will tell. I don't think he's going to fall that far um, off, especially at a trials meet where, A, he is only swimming fifth. Like, he has less swims than he will have, like, at a world championships. Um, and he won't have doubles. And it's prelims finals and did he, but, did he medal? Did he medal the one hundred fly? Because if he did, oh, I at think worlds, he was, he was close to meddling. He was close to meddling. Okay, I was part. I was partially wrong about him only doing well in the fifties, but yeah, he only medaled in the fifties. Yeah, so he did get fourth in the hundred fly by less than two tenths. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, he was, if he, if he went two tenths faster, he wins a silver medal in the hundred fly to Christoph Malak. You know, 51-1, hundred fly, not bad. But anyway. All right. That's the hundred breast. I'm sorry. That's the 50. No, no, no. That is the hundred breast. Hundred back. Hundred back. Last event of day four. I think this is going to be such a good four man race. Give me your picks on this one. I think Hunter wins it after seeing how he swam last year, after seeing how he swam this year in season. 
And then for a second, I think right Murph does take second in this, but it's gonna be more competitive than the two hundred back because you've got Shane Casas who's went fifty two five um at sectionals, Justin Rest fifty two seven, Daniel Deal is knocking on the door of that fifty two fifty three bar- second barrier, um, but ultimately I do think. Ryan Murphy and Hunter Armstrong come on top. They're training partners. They they know what each other are doing, and they've been the top two Americans this year. They were the top two Americans last year. And I don't think anyone's disrupting them, but I can see someone having a good swim in this race to the point where we're all thinking, like, oh, my God, like if he was from another country, he would be so good and like compete at Worlds. I mean, that's what happened last year at trials. Yeah. Armstrong was 52-2. Murphy was 52-4. Uh, Justin Ress was 52-7. You know, and then Shane was 53-0. Yeah. So they were all kind of, you know, they were close. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a really close race this year. I think this is kind of a year where I think it will be Armstrong and Murphy in that order, but this is kind of someone's chance to to dethrone Murphy or yeah. you know to to have him left off the team if if he's not really on which there's no indication he won't be you know he's already been 529 this yeah. season he he looks strong he you know yeah. he looks good um hunter has had an incredible season but you know if justin and shane are really really balling out at this meet like i think he is vulnerable mm-hmm. He's going right. to qualify for the 200 regardless, so I don't think he's going to miss the team entirely. Agreed. Um, yeah, I think I, I think there's zero chance Murphy does not make mm-hmm. the team, but I do think there's a slight chance that someone mm-hmm. can, can step it up in the 100. Mm-hmm. Last day of the meet, 800 freestyle. I have, I have Nick, sorry, Bobby Fink, A. Fink, uh, and David Johnston. I actually had Bobby Fink and Michael Rinegar um making the team. Michael, I didn't realize he went seven fifty-four at um a pro series meet until before we started recording this podcast. Cause that's a really fast in season time for someone not named Bobby Fink. <laughs> and Michael, he didn't go to trials last year. I think he focused on open water but he he went pro and he's been so really focusing on long course um ever since and i think he just has like he just has like that training and i think he changed training backgrounds he um is swimming in california now i think he used to swim at indiana ohio state ohio state so yeah, he he swam collegiately at Indiana. Was kind of back in he like took a red shirt and, and then like went back to Mission Viejo to train with was it Mark Schubert? Mark Schubert, thank you. Then went back to Indiana for a year, went back to California to train with Mark Schubert. When Mark Schubert went to China, he went to Ohio State. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's looked I think that in season time is really strong for him he made the olympic team um a couple years back and 
that was when he set his best time of 749. I don't think any other American has been under 750. So I think this year is his time to get back on the international senior international team in pool swimming. But then also you've got Charlie Clark, who's been 755 and he qualified last year. So he's gonna he's gonna be in the mix as well. But ultimately I think Michael takes the second spot behind Fink. So interesting how much in season swims can affect how we make these picks. Uh because yeah. dang, David Johnson is only 10th US man. Well, ninth. Um, this season at eight oh four. However, yeah, seven fifty four is an excellent in season swim. He's yeah. only half a second away from Bobby Fink's best swim in season this year. Um, I you know David Johnston broke this American record uh, in short course meters in Australia. Uh, at the way beginning of this season slash end of last season, um, he had a really solid NC two A's. I think he's due for a big break in some event. And I think, you know, having not qualified for the team up until this point at this meet, I think he's going to have that chip on his shoulder and I think he can do it. Um, but Both the 800-1500, that second spot's going to be such a toss-up and I feel like it's just changing every year who we think is going to make the team. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, we saw Brenniger make the sweep in 21 at the olympic trials we saw charlie clark make the sweep last year at u.s trials i think this is the first time since that 800 has become an olympic event that we could see some variance from the mile to the 800 yeah i think this year is gonna be that year where we're gonna have a different guy qualifying in the 800 than the 1500 which which i personally would like Mm. to see just because we get to see more people swim and more people Mm. on the team yeah all right, two hundred IM. Is there an argument against Carson Foster and Shane Casas in whatever order? Uh I think you could argue for Chase Kalish. I, it's Chase is very consistent, and Shane is less consistent. Yeah. Yeah, I but... understand that, but Shane has just looked so strong this year and last year and i don't know it would just be very disappointing if he didn't make the team in the 200 i am because i think that's his best event it would be disappointing especially because he opted not to swim this last year yeah yeah um so it was just like wait what yeah come on man um yeah and so but yes i think if shane and carson swim it they're the one-two punch no one's yeah chase chase was 156.2 at trials last year and i think carson and and shane can both go faster than that at this trials but you know that that could feasibly make a team too Mm -hmm. so yeah we're on the same page there 50 freestyle 50 freestyle um I know I talked down on MA for the 100 breasts, but I do think the 50 free is his best event. Um, And he's one of the best in the world in this race. I think he makes it. And I also think Dressel makes it because this is one of those events where Dressel can be at 80% and he still can comfortably qualify this event because he, he's been 21-0 
the next fastest American not named Michael Andrew. Their best time is around the twenty one eight range, and there's just a lot of room there, and I think he can he can qualify as well. Yeah, those those are my picks as well. I think MA wins it. I think Caleb after making the hunter fly, he's finally found his rhythm. He's always great in the fifty freestyle. I think I think he'll get yeah. second in this if he swims at the mm-hmm. meet. Yeah, no no one else is just in their sphere uh yeah. in this event. And like you said, they have wiggle room. So even if they're not perfect mm-hmm. and someone else is perfect, I still don't think that's gonna be enough to bridge the gap. Yeah. Yeah. I think overall there's less argument about who's going to make the team on the men's side than there is on the women's side cuz really I think the only really the only two races where the picks aren't super clear are the 100 free and the 200 free whereas on the women's side I feel like there was a lot of back and forth about who's qualifying. Yeah, there's certainly more contenders, I think, mm-hmm. um than on the men's side. I I'm I really hope Shane has a big big trials meet he's he's I think he's due for one um and you know we'll we'll see who else kind of has that breakout meet I think for me I think it's going to be Gabe Jett and Luke Hobson but yeah we'll we'll see it's going to be an exciting meet uh Yin Yin and I will both be in attendance in indianapolis so stay tuned for our full coverage from indy of those 2023 u.s world champ trials we will see you there